morning. Prijs de Heere. Awesome. Is, is there one missing? Where's Don? He's not here this morning. Um, so, this is again our second um, outreach this year to the Vundu, and it's going to be a really a good one. It's not going to be the same as we did the last time. The, the last one was a more ev- evangelistic um, outreach, but now uh, we believe that um, because we've got a long-term mission and a vision there in the Vundu, that we need to, to, um, to uplift that one a community and make them strong. And the way to make them strong is to raise up leaders, strong leaders. So the, the, the focus of this outreach will be a lot of, um, I'm not sure how many of you guys have done the, the Liberating Truths course. So we're going to do uh, uh, that with Romanas and in the church. Um, just to help them as well to understand things in a, a, a better way, to see things in a different light, according to what it says in the again what it says in the kingdom, and not what the world says about their um, uh, uh, situation. And we also have a, a big um, opportunity, and I want to thank everyone here in this church that made that possible. But we're going to build him Romanus uh, a house as well. It's going to be a, a little bit of an upgraded house, what he has now. Um, he now lives in, a, in a, a mud hut that I think since I've met him two years ago, um, in those two years, the rain washed away his mud, his house two times. Um, and it's, it's really hard for, for, um, for him to also to build momentum within his own work there in church um, if he, he doesn't have a, a safe place to stay, a place to come home to. So we're going to build him a house. I'm, I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be really exciting. We're going to take a lot of pictures as well. So next week, I see who's here. I get the photographic the memory. You're all here again because next week we've got a um, testimony Sunday again. So we'll share what we did. We'll share some pictures as well, that you guys can see that, that um, what, what you, you put in here, it's actually being used for something up there. Um, so I'm very excited. This is our team. There's one not here this morning, Don. Um, I pray he's, he's busy to pack his things at home. Um, but, but I want you guys just to, to stretch out your hands to each of, of, of the people here. And also just ask that, um, ask that uh, the Holy Spirit if there's someone also on this team that you want to pray for in this week to come, that they stay safe, that they, the, the, the families that are here in Ventuk are safe, that we all travel safe, and, and that the, the Lord will truly anoint them to impact them in the work they're going to do up there in the Vundu. We thank you, Lord, for this team, Lord God. We thank you for their willing hearts, Lord God. We thank you for the sacrifices that they are making, Lord God, to forward your kingdom in the Vundu area. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will just come 
and rest on each of them in another level this week to come, Lord God. That everything they say and everything they do, Lord God, with their hands, with their words, Lord God, that, that it will come from you, that it is your an, an anointing that will flow on them, in them, and through them to change the heart and the mind of the people, Lord God, and ultimately win people back to you. I pray for each and everyone's protection, Lord God. I pray for the team on the way to the Vundu and there to stay safe, but also not just the, the team there, but everyone here, Lord God, that supported them, their friends, their families, this church, that in this week to come that you will protect everyone, Lord God, and unite us as a family so that what we will do, Lord God, will carry your blessing. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Owens. Let's see. Exciting times. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. I think I have what I need with me. I always have so much things here. I don't know where to start or where to begin. Sometimes it is a bit of a volk. That's say. Awesome. So before I start this morning, let's pray. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house again this morning. We thank you, Lord God. Yes, just for your love for us and your grace for us as individuals and as a church. And I pray, Lord, that the word that we share this morning will have an impact in our church life and everyone here, every individual, Lord God, that it will really stir us all to come closer to you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for our hearts to be open, for our hearts to be ready to receive the seed of your word, to receive that seed of light, Lord God. And I, th- I thank you, Lord God, for expectant hearts today. But uh, most of all, Lord God, I want to, to, to thank you that we can see from a day one that we started the church until today that you are a faithful God. And we can't but glorify your holy name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. Amen. So, um... Today's going to be a good day. I'm going to speak about growing in spiritual maturity. Growing in spiritual maturity. But before I start, um, I'm not sure who of you guys were here last weekend. It was a bit of a long weekend. So I've actually asked Marissa just to pray for me. I gave her one minute-ish to do a recap of what she talked about last week, and then, and, and then you'll see how this, 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 this adds on to her message. When does the one minute start? Yesterday. <laughs> okay, I first get an intro and then the minute starts. No, no, I'm not going to take all of his time this morning. Am I just recapping what I shared last week? Okay, so last week, who enjoyed a long weekend? 
Awesome. Pray that it was really, really amazing. But so we feel this topic on our hearts very heavily that the Lord is talking to us about growth, obviously not just growth, you know, corporately as a church as we go into literally a new season, but also as individuals, because who knows that when we as individuals grow, our church will grow because we are the church. Amen. And so last week we just started sharing about this topic of what is spiritual maturity, and we defined it as spiritual growth where we go from from being born again and we grow in the spirit in order to become like Jesus Christ. And we said that this growth process, this process of growing from spiritual infants to spiritual adults will take us our whole journey until Jesus comes back. So none of us will actually arrive. And so we, we just started talking through that and, you know, what are some of the things that we can do in order to activate our growth and to make sure that we don't stagnate in our growth, but that we continue to grow as the Lord takes us through different seasons of pruning and disciplining and, you know, the difficult seasons, but also the joyful seasons, and that it is all part of our spiritual growth. Amen. What's it the minute? God can still do miracles today. Well done. Well done. Awesome. So yes, um, so today I'm going to speak about growing in spiritual maturity. And we all know in our, the, the, the physical lives that we have that you can't grow physically if you are not fed properly. Amen. And, and I think um, there's a few, there's a few d d dudes here that walk in with illegal guns and they'll know from, from exercising in the gym that to, to look the way they look, that, that they need to, to, to supplement the, the correct stuff to grow and to get bigger. Yes? Here's Danny, Stefan, Alayman, Greg. Yeah, I know you all. If I look at them, I feel intimidated. Like, yes, sir. the young manner. And you know, all over the, the, the internet as well, we see the um, Info about about health and what to eat and what uh, not to eat, and and it's it's a, a lot about what we see. It's it's a lot about what we feed ourselves, our bodies and stuff. But in essence, the most imp important thing is is what if we feed our souls and our spirit? Because in essence, what whatever we f we feed it is what it's going to be a part of. Amen. So today I'm going to talk about a second stage in our growth in maturity in Christ. The first stage is salvation. You first have to accept Him as your Lord and your Savior. So when we initially as believers come to, to Christ and we get saved, we, we say it's, it's a new a birth, so we're new in the kingdom of God, we're new children of God, and as with all, all the kids, and I think there's quite a few here with kids, when you, get, when you get a baby, you expect it to grow, because you, you, you feed it and you feed it. And you expect it to grow, of course, depending on what you feed it. In Bena and 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 
Yeah, he, he feeds his child steaks and chops because, yeah, each time I see him, it's like extra five centimeters every day. It's awesome. But that's Namibia here. We don't feed anything else but steak and chops. But you ex- ex- expect the child to grow. And it's the same thing when, when you are a, a new a believer, a new Christian. You're still a, 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 a child in the faith. And the Lord expects us to grow because he made us to grow. And when we do not grow, then, then we have to, um, to ask ourselves, but why not? Why do I feed myself? Because I might not eat the right stuff to grow sp- spiritually mature. Um, just a short, a very short explanation about what salvation is. So that's the first step in spiritual maturity. It's when we make that a decision to receive Jesus in our, in, into our lives and that we accept him as our Lord and our Savior. And then that becomes and transforms into a personal relationship with Jesus. Not a, I know about him, but you know him. So that's in short what, what salvation is. So, as born-again believers as new children in the faith. We need to to grow in our faith because that's something that the Lord expects of us. He expects us to grow. In in 1 John, um, it it talks about, um, I think, 13 times in, in the book of 1 John, one John, that we are we are seen as spiritual children. So we're not there yet. We children, and we still need to grow, need to grow. And we're always called in scriptures. It says that we are called to have faith like children, but we need to grow in maturity in our faith. So it, it sounds a little bit contradictory because we need to be children, but we need to, to grow. So, so what does that in essence mean? It means that as children, we, we should be like them because you guys with the kids, you know they are like a sponge. They, they soak in everything. They soak in and they learn. And when they are satisfied, then because it's good food, then they want more. So that stage that you are in, the Lord will give you and will feed you and also help you with your growth until it's enough for that stage. But then you'll create a hunger for more so that we can go into the next stage and then it's up to us. Do we eat from what he wants, what he wants to, um, to, to, to give us so that we go to the next stage? So it's that thing between faith like children, however, mature enough not to stay there, but wanting to grow more and more in the faith. Amen? Okay. So the, 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 the question that we need to, to ask ourselves 
today is um, how do you feel today? And that's for each one on his own. How do you, f- you feel today? How are you or where are you in your spiritual growth with Jesus? Where are you with your walk with him? Is it, um, is it something where you've, like, you know, you've, you first you, you give your heart to God and then, man, it's just, there's not lack. Like, you read the scriptures, you pray, you, 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 you worship, you, 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 you do all these things and it's just Jesus left, right, center, man, your life is good and then it sort of stagnates. Sort of we, we find that spot where I'm, I'm now going to take a little bit of a break. I'm not going to settle a little bit because I've, I've, I've done a lot. I, I can take a little bit of a break. You know, we, f- we feel, we know scriptures. I memorized maybe two or three scriptures that I can use. I can hold myself in a conversation. I know is Genesis. It's just before Revelation. So that means I know where Revelation is. It's just after Genesis. And somewhere along the lines, I heard about something about 66 books or so. So I've, I'm sorted, sort of. I guess I'm happy Christian. But in that, in Scripture, in that, there's a, a little bit a, a, a warning for us because once we arrive at a spot where we feel, okay, cool, I'm okay, I've got this. Like, I'm going to go to heaven, so you know what? I've, I've done enough. I'm just going to relax just a little bit. And then after I'm... The rest it out, I'll again pursue the Lord with everything I have. Here's the big thing. When, when you think you're okay, it might mean you're not okay, especially if you're standing in one spot, stagnating. As we feel, but, but the Lord is there and everything is there, so we are there, so it, it's okay to be there. But um, according to scriptures, it, it might mean that we're not stagnating and standing in one spot. We're actually backsliding. And scripture, the Lord, it doesn't want us to backslide. So, but how do we backslide? Because we, we are there. We, we've learned all these things. So I, I do all the good things. Um, I stopped with this bad thing and that a bad thing. I'm saved and everything. So how do I how do I backslide? And I'll I'll, I'll give a short um, illustration. So Yes, please come forward. Please come forward. I'm going to pick on you today. So say for instance, Jackie. Represents the kingdom of God, and I'm, and I'm a believer. So, this is the kingdom, and this is me. So, while the kingdom moves, because the kingdom does not stand still, I go with the kingdom. Ne, okay. 
So I move, with the kingdom, I'm there with the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with him all the way. I'm aligned with him, all the men will know in the mornings I talk about that, being aligned. So I'm with the, the kingdom, but then I'm like, okay, cool, I've got this. I'm, I'm sorted. I'm just going to take a little break because this kingdom thing, it, it can get exhausting after a while. So while I wait and rest, the kingdom still moves forward. Okay, Jockey, hold on. The kingdom goes on. So the Lord doesn't always listen to us people. So the kingdom moves on. So what happened to me here in my happy place that I, I'm, I'm, I know my Bible, I know scriptures, I know there's 66 books, I know a few verses. While I was in this resting place, the kingdom moved forward. So I'm now actually further away from God. I'm not at the same place that I was with him. In essence, according to that, I actually backslided from the kingdom. Donkey Jock. Because I'm further away from the kingdom. Amen? Make sense? So, the Lord wants us to grow, to, to grow more in the knowledge of, of Him, of Jesus. Um, and another question that we have to ask ourselves is, how will I know I am not growing? How will I know if I am growing? And I hope that what we're going to sh share today will, will shed some light of where we are as individuals in our walk with God. Amen. So, in, um, in, in 2 Peter 1, it, it speaks about, it, it, it speaks about that um, God has everything for us that we need to fulfill what he, he called us for. In 2 Peter 2, he speaks about things that he warns us about because he wants to protect us. And then in 2 Peter 3, and we're going to put that on the screen, in 2 Peter 3, verse 17 and 18, he says for us the following, he says, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be aware, okay, since you know this beforehand, this means he says that we know what is right and what is wrong. What is right and wrong is written on the hearts of all people and also we have the word within us, so we know. So since we know this beforehand, be aware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. And then verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. And I also put that up in Afrikaans, the next one. Lauren, you can skip that. 
Nou dat jylle dit dan vooruit weet, geliefd is, moet jylle op jylle hoede wees, dat jylle nie miskien meegesleep word dier die dwaling van sedeloose mense en wegval uit jylle eie bevastigheid nie. En dan die volgende een, maar jylle moet toeneem in die genade en kennis van ons Heere en Saligmaker, Jesus Christus. Aan hom kom die Heerlijkheid toe, nou sowel as in die dag van die eeuwigheid. Amen. So, the verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that word grow is actually the two, it goes hand in hand, but grow. It's, as you guys can see, it's a, um, I hope I say this right in English, but it's a verb, it's a continual thing, but grow. So, in the, 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 the Greek, it actually means to grow up. No groot word, there's no need, but grow, it's, you've know all these things, you know what is right and what is wrong, now uh, grow up. Wat gaan jy daarmee maak? So it means to, 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 to grow up, to continually mature. Not to grow to a certain level and now I have enough. I arrived. I can hold my own in conversations. Um, can die pastoor vast vraag? So I'm sorted. It's, it's all... It's, it's all there, it says continually grow, 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 and that will never stop. It stops only the day we die. But we need to grow continually, continually, continually. And also I just want to go back to that verse that says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, why should we grow in his grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ? What does that have to do with spiritual maturity? And I, I believe that there's, there's three primary reasons, and I'm going to put that up for you on a slide. Three primary reasons why we need to grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Reason number one is that God predetermined us all to grow. Even before we were saved, He predetermined us all to grow. Okay, and it's, not, it, it, it's not on there, but it says in, in, in Romans 8 verse 29, it says, For whom He foreknew, the, He knew about us before the creation of the world. He also pre destined to conform, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So he predestined us to be conformed, and again, that's, a, that's not a, a one-time thing, then it's done. Conform this, it's a process. So he pre destined us to be conformed, that means to grow in 
maturity. So that's one thing why we need to, um, to become mature in our faith. Becoming more like a, a, a Jesus has to, has to do with changing in our conversations, in how we act, in how we con conduct ourselves on our characters, character forming. That's how you see that you are, are, are growing. The reason number two is the Lord wants to protect us. The Lord wants to protect us. In, um, it, it, again, it's not on the, the board, but in 2 Peter 2, the Lord speaks a, a lot about that. He wants to protect us. He wants to protect His children, His believers, against false teachers. Because why? The stuff that they teach, they, they, um, they lead people astray. They lead people away from other believers, away from church. Um, and I believe that many church splits become or happens because of, of that in church. So it's a very serious thing that the Lord wants to protect us. And how does He protect us? He helps us to become mature so that we recognize these things and not be chucked by the wind. Now, this teaching and that teaching and here YouTube dude and by YouTube prophet and apostol. And now we believe this and that and then we don't know where the heck we are and, and then we begin our own church somewhere else. It doesn't work that way. So the Lord looks after us. He wants to protect us. And number th but th the three is, um, why should we grow or want to grow in grace and uh, knowledge of Jesus is our love for Jesus Christ and knowledge of Him. So we can talk about scriptures and the Lord as much as we want if there is no relationship with God, and if there is no love involved, it's useless, it's nothing. So for the, the Lord, it's important for us is that constant love relationship with Him. Because that's where He reveals more of Himself, and He can only reveal more if we can handle what He wants to reveal. So we need to become mature for what he wants to share with us. Make sense? And it's, it's hard sometimes for the, the people that are around you to see if you grow or not. I, um, I do believe that within yourself, while we sit here, um, um, but the Holy Spirit will convict you on where you are with Him. Are you backsliding? Are you stagnating? Or are you growing in maturity? And the Holy Spirit will reveal that um, to us this morning. But, but just note that people can see in, in your actions and what you say and what you do and how you conduct yourself if there's change in you or if it's 
same old, same old, year after year. And the second question has got um, seven subheadings under it, um, is what evidence do we have for our spiritual growth or the lack thereof? Okay, so number one, you've got to, those guys with the notebooks, you can write that down. I don't think that's on the board. But what evidence do we have that we are actually spiritually growing? And um, I had to pick a few because there's a whole list, but I think I mentioned here about six of them or seven of them. Number one is an increased awareness of our sinfulness and weaknesses. So the more mature we become, we become more aware of, yo, that, that's, that's not my strength there. I, I need help there. Or, yo, that there, that's not scriptural. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So you become more aware of the sins in your life. You become more aware of your weaknesses in your life, your strengths in your life. And this increased awareness, it also leads us to, when we become more mature, to hunger more for obedience to Christ than we hunger for the sinful things of life that remove us from God. So that's number one, increased awareness of your own sinfulness and weaknesses. Because the more we grow into Christ-likeness, He gives us the spiritual insight to see, okay, oh, but that, it doesn't fit in my life. That's, that's not for me. Then this, the second one is um, a quick response to sin and genuine repentance. So what does that mean? It, it means that when you, when you do something and you know it's sinful, you instantly deal with it there and then. Like, Lord, I'm sorry, I just did that. Now, forgive me. Help me not to do that again. Make me stronger so that in the future I recognize it's there that I don't go that way. Because why? Uh, what can I use as an example? Baking bread. So, let's baking bread. Baking bread. So, you wake up today in the morning and you, you mix all your mix and fl flour and yeast and everything for the bread and you, you, you put it in at 9 o'clock and then you wait. And then at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, depending how long those things take, I don't know, then there's the bread. It um, raised. And now there's fresh bread. Now the same thing with sin. Although I like fresh bread. Now the same thing with sin. So when you, when you do something and you know that was sin, and now you leave it. It's like yeast in the bread. It just grows and grows and grows 
and now it's like massive in your life. And now, pastor, help. Like, now it's a, a struggle to deal with that sin because you let it be. So that instant it's there, you deal with it. Let it not take root in your life. A quick response and a, a, a genuine and repentance. And it says it in, in Matthew 4 verse um, 17. I think it's on the screen there. Matthew 4 verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's one big thing that we need to know is if Jesus preached it and he preached a lot about repentance, it's a good thing for us to follow. And number three, spiritual the, the battles that we have become more intense, however, we have joy. Because we see these things that happen in our, our lives not as battles, 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 but as opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. In, in Hebrews 2, it says the following in Hebrews 2, verse 2, it says that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So we see that even when we have spiritual battles and resistance, it's, it's something that now we, we struggle with. If, if we have this one issue and attack, we, we struggle with it. But when we grow into maturity in Him, the next time that same thing happens, it's like, oh, is it dead? Now I know how to handle it. So you grow mature in how you handle your situations. But if it's the same thing that happens and you react the same all the time, every time it happens, then you need to, um, to, um, to ask yourself the way you are in your growth. Uh, number four is that you also see trials and, and temptations as opportunities for growth. So when you struggle with something in your life and you really don't know what to do, for us now as a church, we need to pray for a new building within the next two months. And, and for some, that might be a hard thing. But now we have a chance to grow in our faith, to grow in our mat mat maturity, where we say, Lord, this is out of our hands. Like, there's not much we can do about it because it is what it is. But help us. And now you give that to the Lord and you surrender it to Him and that also helps you grow in your faith and become more mature in your spirit. In Romans 3 it says the following, uh, in Romans 5 verse 3 to 5 it says the, the following, and not only that but we also 
glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. But why do we, why do many of, of us as believers stop at the, just be, before you come to the perseverance bit, we stop. We stop halfway in that bit. Because if we stop at the perseverance, we can't grow character. We can't, and that can't lead, it doesn't then lead to hope. So, so we need to start somewhere and grow in it because the end result is massive. It says, now the hope does not disappoint. The hope is who is Jesus. He doesn't disappoint. So if we stop halfway, we miss Jesus. We don't learn anything. Number five that we see service to God as a high honor and not a burden. This is sometimes a heavy one as well, that we see service to God as a high honor and not a burden. Um, I wrote a lot of notes here, but let me tell a joke, because <laughs> that stuff is serious. So there's this story, and I think many can relate here, where the one guy, he wake up on a Sunday, but yo, he's not interested to go to church. His, his wife says, but you have to go, it's Sunday. I, I'm not in the mood. But honey, you have to go to church. Yes, but I'm here, and, and always, I mean, if I'm here, you know, the, the people kind of look at me strange, and yes, but honey, you have to go. Yes, but I'm there, and the people are sometimes, they root, they, they look at me, and it's just, feel uncomfortable sometimes. It's like, honey, you have to go to church. He says, but why? Because you're the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> hectic. In essence is, in essence is that what we do for the Lord is not, it shouldn't be a burden. It, it should be something that we do because we honor the Lord. We honor what He is doing. We honor, we honor Him for what He did for us on the, 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 the cross. And I know when we speak about these things and we talk a lot about come volunteer and help at the church, and not everyone can or have the time to, um, to do it. However, every one of us that sits here does have time to do something somewhere in the world where we live and work in the week. Like We all have time. And we must be aware when we say, Lord, we don't have time that, that He will rearrange your working schedule and make time. But we all have time. If, if the Lord says, 
go pray at the old age home, go do that. Go meet with someone there. Um, that friend that you've, it's he or she has been on your heart for a long time for a reason, but you're too busy. Contact them, call them, ask them how they are, meet with them, pray with them, but we all can do something. We all have that time. Amen. And number six. I'm nearly done, then we're going to have communion. Number six is the, the, and this might be one of the more harder things to, um, to do is that we are able to view everything as being used by God for good. That we are able to view everything, like everything means everything in Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic, it's everything, that it can be used by God for something good. So, what does that mean? It means that everything that comes to us isn't always from God. It can also be the enemy. However, if we change our mindset in a, a, a way that we see that even that attack and that attack and, and this thing can be used by God for something good in my life. It changes how you see things. It changes how you react, your walk, your talk, your, your actions. It has a very big influence because why? If we don't learn to see that everything can come from God, uh, uh, that everything that, that happens to us, God can use for something good, then us people, we tend to focus on all the negative things. If we get an attack, something, we, we tend to begin good with good intentions, we pray against this thing and blah, 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 blah but then we saw something in, on YouTube, we have to also do that. And then we go on a thing, boom, 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 and we miss God, and we're so f focused on the negative and the wrong that we go and we sit in a hole, and then we are su surprised at how did we actually get there? But we have to learn to see that God can use all things to the good of those who love Him. If you see that, if, if you learn to see things in that sense that God can use everything good, then you can stand there in the middle of wherever and people can say negative things can to you, they can swear at you, they can throw you with potatoes and eggs and they can humiliate you, all those things. And you're just like, the Lord, he doesn't like this. He maybe allows this. It's not from him, but he allows this to teach me something. Why? Uh, he must want me to draw closer to him. He must, it might be that he tries to teach me patience or he, he tries to teach me self-confidence or 
forgiveness. So you can throw eggs and bananas at me, you can swear at me, you can spit in my face. It's okay. Then it's done. So you see things a, 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 a different way, and that comes through spiritual maturity when you grow. You see things a different way. And the world begins to look at this guy and like, what the heck? I just spit in your face, swear at you, um, fired you from your job, and you're all happy as Larry. Something is not right. So it begins to, to make the, and the, and the uh, it begins to make the world think like, oh wow, this guy's got something that, that I need. I want that. It doesn't make sense. So you can actually, through seeing that God can use everything for good, you can draw people to Christ. Um, and then I put on their slide there, it's a powerful a lesson that we learn when we see things like that. And, and that is that no one can impact a child of God unless he or she allows it. If I, if I decide, if you spit me in my face and you swear at me, and I, I decide that that will affect me, or tata, Mark a backflip in a kazrach. I decide that. It's a choice. However, if, if, if we see, it's okay. He, he did that because there might be something in his life that he struggles with. He might be insecure with something. So how can I pray for that individual? You see things a, a, a different way. So you, you can choose how things in life affect you and how you respond uh, um, respond to it because there, there might be some stuff that, that I know um, I've worked in that industry that they, they, there might be a, a, a stuff where people really, really hurt you and it will affect you but in the end how do you, how do you um, respond to what happened to you? That's the big thing. Amen. Amen. Does this make sense so far? Okay. Lastly, before we head into communion, number seven is that, and there's a lot more. This is not a, this list is not exhaustive. But number seven is, oh, regularly attend church. Regularly attend church. Man, I love church. Why should we regularly attend church? Not sometimes, but regularly attend church. Because church is the main place where the Lord has an input in our lives and can build us and form us. We hear it a lot, uh, things like, no, it's, it's, it's me and God. Yes, there's a uh, there's a, a, a need for you, for you and God, but if you if you take the whole scripture in context, not just the selective verse that fits your situation, the whole scripture, then it's always about 
the assembly of believers, the regular assembly of believers. Is it in, in Romans or in Hebrews it stands? Hebrews 10, 13, 25, somewhere. It says, do not neglect the assembly of believers because this is where, number one, we get to build a community. We become stronger where the Lord has input in us. This is where we as a, as a church a family come to praise and worship God. And by, by doing that, we become joyful. His joy makes us stronger. So there's something about the assembly of believers, the regular assembly that the Lord has for us. It's also a way where we, where what, uh, well, that he uses for us to grow um, and also for, to protect us that we are not alone. And um, you can put that picture on Lauren of the sheep. So the ones here in the forefront, there's the church. But then there's this, there's this one that's been floating around at the back. Like church hopping, it's not connected, or every week the Holy Spirit says something else. It's strange how the Lord just changes His mind constantly. It's not according to Scripture, but no it's not. God wants you to be part of a group of a family. Because why? That one up there, that's the vulnerable one. That's the one that the wolf will come and ankle tap. And when he falls, he will devour that one. So for us as a church, for us as believers, don't be that one. There's a reason that the Lord wants us in church. It's It's one of the things that he does from his side to help us grow in maturity. Amen? Amen. Lastly, I'm just going to put on one more slide, and that's not one I'm going to speak about. You guys can just have a quick look. It's uh, a self-explanatory list of things that might stop us from growing in spiritual maturity. So there's a lot there. There's a lot more, but I'm not going to focus on that, on the negative. But um, just a a quick thing. Number one is that we don't fully submit our lives to God. Number two is that we we, um, plead ignorance. Where it says in in scriptures, in Acts, it, it says actually that Everyone in the world, everyone, since back then until now, we can't claim ignorance anymore. Because why? We've got church, we've got home groups, we've got the scriptures, we've got lots of Christian bookshops with books, we've got the interweb. There's so much stuff where we can have and learn more about what's right, what's wrong. So we can't claim ignorance anymore. Um, Lack of commitment that uh, I want to do something with my life, I want to grow, but 
I'm just not in the mood for it. Maybe another time. Nonchalant. So you lost, you lost your awe for what the Lord is doing. You got so, when we get so comfortable with, 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 with things of God that it doesn't wow us anymore. It's just okay. Fear of growth, bad relationships, laziness, when we're busy, 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 busy. And a big thing is critical spirits. That's a big thing, because why? When we come with a critical, not an evaluating spirit, but a critical one, we always first see the negative, and we're looking for what's wrong, what's wrong. That one strong there, oh, that's not in the Bible, that scripture. It must be from the devil. Like all those things, when we do that, it stops us from growing in God. It stops us from becoming mature believers. And the Lord does not want that for us. Amen. One last slide, then we're going to head over to communion. It's just um, something I'm also going to put on there. Is whatever spiritual source you spend time with will affect the way you talk, you act, you live, and your values. So in essence, it will affect your spiritual maturity. Facebook or YouTube or this. Amen. Amen. Did that mean something today to you guys? Yes. Right, we'll speak a little bit more about this in the next few, few weeks as well. Um, but let's, uh, let's head over to communion. Let's head over to communion. Amen. Is there sound with this or not, Greg? I believe there is. I say. So, as com- 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 communion is about is about um, rem- remembering what the Lord did for us in our lives, I actually want to use today as well as um, opportunity that we just. And reflect on on what we heard today. That we ref- reflect on Lord, where am I in my walk with you? That Lord, reveal to me if there's something that that restricts me from my spiritual growth. And you might know already. You might not know. And the Lord will reveal. He might reveal to you that, you know what? You're on your way. And we're all on a a journey. So I want you to to evaluate yourself with that. Like, where are you? If you look in this last year, where are you in your walk with God? And if you're not at a place that you, you, you know that you've, you know that you've sort of stuck, or there's not a real, real hunger, then when you ask the Lord, Lord, 
put that hunger back in me again so that, that I want to grow and I want to grow in the knowledge and love of you. I want to, to, to grow my spiritual life. I want to grow my spiritual maturity because that's one of the things he called us for. That's one of the things that he called us for. So I can just can I ask the team to hand out the communion. Yeah. just going to give a one more or so a, a minute where, where I want you to, to speak with God and ask him Lord where am I am I am I on the way am I stagnating Lord God have I backslided and if, and if I did Lord God what is it how can I how can I make it a, a change in my life? How can I come back to you? And I do believe that the Lord will answer you and he will help you. We've seen as a church in these last two years that the Lord is faithful beyond our comprehension. We saw how the Lord helped us as a church through lockdown we saw how the Lord is adding numbers, but not just numbers. We saw how He's adding spiritual depth in our congregation. We hear individual people share about the goodness of God. So we know we serve a good God. We know He will answer you and He will help you. We can testify from it. And he wants to see you grow in your spiritual maturity. He wants to make you strong. He wants to protect you. And he wants to be in a relationship with you. And if there's something that he reveals that you really struggle with within your heart, me and Marissa will be here afterwards to pray with you. But come before the Lord this morning and, and repent if there's something where you did not allow Him to work in your life. I thank you, Lord, for this great in the morning, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for your love. 
that you share with us week by week, Lord God. I thank you for the truth that you share with us from your word week by week. I thank you, Lord God, that we can have communion this morning, that part of communion, Lord, is that we that we bring into remembrance what you've did for us already on the cross. And not just then, Lord God, but every day in our lives. And I pray, Lord God, that as we now receive your holy communion, the juice and the bread, that as we receive it, Lord God, that we will not just receive elements, but that we will receive more of you in our lives, that we will receive your healing, your spiritual, physical, and emotional healing in our lives. We stand in the promises in your word, Lord God. We love you, Jesus. We can all just have a communion together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to, to pray, Lord God, today for our church. And I want to pray 1 Peter 5 over everyone this morning, Lord God. That may the God of all peace, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this church, Lord God, for the, the, the growth we have in our church, Lord God. I thank you for the faith that you are building within our church. We, th we thank you for this last two years, Lord Jesus. There's so much that we've seen in you, Lord Jesus, that you have not left us, you have not forsaken us, but on the contrary, Lord God, you've, you've been walking with us. You've made us stronger as a, as a, a, a community. And I, I pray, Lord, as it also says in two, Peter 3, that as a church, Lord, that we will make the effort to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and our Savior, Jesus Christ. To you be the glory, both now and forever. 